When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to Sports Day. Nice to have your company. One double three eight eighty two is our number and a trade radio update. Thanks to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia, leading player manager, certainly in Western Australia. He's got plenty of clients around Australia from Corporate Sports Australia is Colin Young. And I'm happy to say that he joins us here on 882 6PR. Cole, welcome, mate. How are you going? Uh, very good, Carl. Mark, not too bad at the moment. Uh, I'm probably calm before the storm starting next week, but uh, at the moment, uh, not a bad day today. Uh, are you busier, say, now that the season's over and heading into draft day than you, say, are during the draft period, Cole, or how does it work in your world? Uh, the trade, I know it sort of seems a bit strange, but sort of trade discussions happen as early as, you know, you know no, November last year when players weren't getting games or we're looking for, um, you know, more opportunity by not playing games, so so. So we sort of start from there, and then it's a slow uh, process during there. And then, obviously, as the season gets into the the, the uh, business end, you know, players that aren't playing are playing out of contract, want to move clubs because they want to go home or for different reasons. So it's pretty busy. Um, we've put a lot of work into it over the last 12 months. So, you know, we have to see how it pans out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, just with a, a couple of uh, your players, I believe that Blake Akers, uh, Bobby Hill and Billy Frampton have pretty much secured uh, deals at their new clubs, uh, Carlton, Collingwood, Collingwood respectively. Uh, look, as we speak today, it looks that way, but the puzzle always moves within, within hours of speaking. But Andrew's been working pretty close with uh, those all those players and clubs. And so you'd expect, from what I discussed today with a few of the clubs, that we're hoping that Bobby and Blake might get done early Monday, Tuesday, and then Billy probably later in the week, and we'll just see how it goes with Griff um, in the next few days. And Griffin looks like he'll get across the line to North Melbourne. The the question that many are asking is Rory Lobb, and from the outset, I felt like the Dockers were posturing to some degree with regards to Rory, but we know last year they uh, dug their heels in. Where is, where is this heading in the short term, Colin? Yeah, no, look... You're absolutely right. It was, I don't think they're posturing at all. They've got the, obviously got their every right to decide what they want to do in regards to where Rory goes and what happens. But you just want to look for a, um, an opportunity. I mentioned a few times the last couple of weeks that Fremantle might may need you know a pick from the Bulldogs that can secure Jackson, who's probably a long-term player for them. So you just keep your um, your eyes and watching and watching that what clubs are doing and your ears open for an opportunity. But you know if it's if it's an opportunity down the track where the Fremantle Footy Club can benefit by Rory doing it this year, uh, then it's probably a good opportunity to get it done. I think, you know, Peter was you know, right in his way last year. He said, I think Peter's comments were that it was more unlikely than likely to get it done last year. Um, I think if there was a good pick there and it suited Frio and it helped them get to the Premiership Cup sooner rather than later, it may have been done, but it was just a real late call by GWS to get the trade moving. 
And I think, you know, the club made it pretty well known a couple of weeks ago that they weren't in a position to trade either Rory or, you know, they see they were in a position to only trade Rory or Griffin Logue, um, which probably was a strange move, but um, they play different positions. So that means that there was an opportunity a little bit along the way. So we don't know where it'll fit next week uh, once the trade discussions uh, become a bit more stronger and where what's happening with Melbourne and, and Frio and et cetera, et cetera. It's going to be a pretty busy week next week, I'd imagine. Just going back to Griffin Logan, in fact, players that are involved with potential moves to North Melbourne and Brisbane, given the circumstances uh, surrounding Chris Fagan and Alistair Clarkson, has there been any reluctance to, to go there, given that's the coach they are expecting to go to? And there is still a, a question mark as to what's going to happen at those two clubs? Yeah, look, I haven't read anything about it, and I'm sure I will in the next few days. But, you know, it's all alleged at this point in time. And, and I've known Clarko for a long time and Fags, and two of the most outstanding blokes you could ever meet and work in the industry. So, no, there's been no change of tact all along the way. Um, you know, I'd be, I know I've read, or someone said something today by text that a couple of journalists said that they don't think that Clarko, you know, will be up and about next year. But I, I'm pretty, I'm actually confident that, that Clarko will be probably at the club come November 1 with a bit of luck. And probably uh, Fags it, as well as with Brisbane. So, yeah. When it comes to, and, and look, we know that Jack Gunston's already made the decision to go to Brisbane. Josh Dunkley wants to get there. Tim Taranto, Jacob Hopper. I know a lot of these aren't your clients, um, uh, youngie, but Brad Hill's being talked about. Uh, of course, we know Luke Jackson's story. Brody Grundy's being chased. Jack Graham met with Port Adelaide yesterday. He was caught. Um Mate, it looks like there's going to be more trade movement than ever before. Is that a fair comment right now from what I'm looking at? Yeah, no, it's going to be um, for, the, for the punters out there that love trade time. They're probably going to enjoy the ride because every day, you know, there's a couple more. Tom Berry jumped up today. You know, Gold Coast are probably going to be moving shakers with three or four players going out the door with Rankin, et cetera. You know, you've, got, you know, you've heard interview discussions about Jeremy Sharp maybe landing at Fremantle and Josh Corbett to Fremantle. So, yeah, it could be 35-plus trades, you know, plus free agents. There's a lot more, to, I think, from talking to agents in Melbourne last week and then talking to clubs as well. There could be a lot more players that pop up, you know, Francis from Essendon. Every time you, you put the phone down, you see a few more players' names pop up. So, and I think from memory, it's probably still about 100-plus players that are out of contract to clubs. So there's a lot more to play out, you know, starting from Monday. Uh, do you think overall the players are happy with the amount of movement that's available to them? I know that, say, in Tanner Broon's case, he looks like he's going to leave GWS. He's only been there for a couple of years. There was some talk about trying to be able to make young players stay at clubs longer. Luke Jackson probably fits into that boat. Do you, do you hear those conversations much? Not, not from the point of view from our stable. And, I, and I did, we did bring that discussion point up at the AFLPA meeting about what was the the general consensus, whether there's three years or four years, if the top 10 gets picked up. But from our point of view, it's probably like a restraint of trade. Uh, you know, we've actually signed players um, to long-term deals before the drafts even happened. So it's up to the player and the club to negotiate, you know, three- and four-year deals. I know that some people say, oh, well, we, sometimes, you know, 10 years ago, you didn't need a manager. But, you know, I remember David Swallow going number one at the Gold Coast and myself and Scotty Clayton sitting down the morning of the draft talking about if it does come off today, what the... What does the contract look like? A three-year, four-year deal? And there's other con other clubs and players we've discussed over the journey that we've agreed to for three and four years before and just after the draft. You know, if they did come to our club, would you sign a long-term deal? So everything's negotiable along the journey. So the player movement's just going to grow. You know, as become, positions become a lot harder 
um, you know, club lists become tighter. I think you'll try and see players maybe move a bit more for opportunity. And sometimes it's just easy that I want to go and live in another state for a few years. There's a lot of different reasons why people move, as you know, players move, Carl and Mark. Mm. Yeah, uh, playing devil's advocate, if someone signs a two-year contract, a three-year contract, a four-year contract, you know, he doesn't really mean much now, does it in terms of uh, if they want to leave, like Lloyd Meeks got a year to go on his contract, he's looking for opportunities elsewhere. The, the contracts are a bit more fluid than what they appear at face value. Yeah, look, sometimes, and I know you, I, I understand what you're saying, so the, the, your listeners and all that, but you've also got the, uh, on the other side of where the clubs sometimes go, look, we haven't got another place in for next year, he's contracted for two more, we'd like to move him. I remember a, a really interesting one many years ago where we represented Paul Methurst, you know, and we'd signed Paul, I think, for a two- or three-year deal just after the season finished. Um, you know, loved the club, loved Western Australia, and then got a call from Fremantle a couple of weeks before the trade started saying we wanted to trade him and there was no position for him here and they were going after uh, Tarrant. So I know, you know, the media and, and everyone hears stories. There's also probably another story on the other side of where clubs are trying to remove players. So it's an each-way street. And sometimes when a player... Um, does come to a club for a long-term deal. Sometimes the the circumstances for those reasons coming home change. So they might change change uh, he's coming home for family reasons. Those family may have left, partners wanting to move back, moving to interstate. So you just got to try and work with the clubs at all stages to try and if it is the case, you know, you know, Brad Hill going back to going to Melbourne, you know, with his partner a few years ago with a win for Fremantle to get the picks. And I can't remember. I think it was Chera. They got some good picks from it, and they got mm. some good players. I know, you know, we all, I think, you know, last year everyone was going, oh, my God, we've lost Chera, we've lost Chera, we've lost Chera. But, um, you know, they made the top eight, you know, full credit to Justin and the club. So, you know, you know, Griffin Logue at the moment, they've got a, Fremantle's got a fantastic back line with Cox and Pierce and, and Ryan locking down the back line. And so, you know, Tabernard, Tracy, and you've got Amos coming through, going to be a superstar, and the possibility of Jackson landing. So their list is looking pretty strong for the next couple of years. And, as I said, you, you know, you've got Jeremy Sharp in contrast at the Gold Coast and there's industry sources saying that he might want to come back to Perth. And So there's all that. It goes each way, mm. Mark. Yeah, absolutely. One last one from me. Last year, really fascinating, the Stan series about uh, the trade period and uh, player movement, etc. You were um, certainly one of the, the prominent characters in it. Uh, are you going to make a, a second appearance and will you be in a bathtub? That's my ultimate question. Yeah, no, well, the, the bathtub's gone as far as I know. And, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's retired. That was um, an interesting one. But, you know, there is another series happening. And I think, like last year, we were going through COVID. And, and as I said, we probably didn't have a lot going on. We actually realised we only had a trade in place probably about a week out for um, Bobby Hill. And, um, you know, obviously Bobby gets done. So that's that's good news for Bobby. And with Rory. So, you know, there was a lot of... There was probably scenes there where you saw what we did. But I think this year, um, you know, we've probably had a camera following around for the last three weeks to a month, myself and Andrew, and I know that the, there's two agencies in Melbourne that have been going to be getting, um, uh, having crews follow them around from tomorrow. So, you know, we haven't, we spoke, I don't know if we spoke about Dugowie and Grundy and, you know, and, and Mitchell from Hawthorne. So the, the list is getting longer by the hour. So it's going to be uh, a really interesting show that next year, um, should everything come off to fruition, we've probably got, you know, Look, at the moment, probably four trades will get done and Rory will just have to wait and see if Fremantle can benefit from, you know, moving him. At the moment, they're pretty keen to keep him. So we'll just keep talking and see if there's an opportunity along the journey. So it should be an interesting show this year. Yep. Cole, thanks very much for your time, mate. Yep. So we've run out of time. We've no got to go. Mark. 
Good on okay, you. Good Colin on, Young. Thank you very much. Uh, trade Radio Update. Thanks to Continental Tyres, engineered in Germany, proven in Australia. Search Continental Tyres today. Uh, what's hot for you? Join in after this. Wonderful 3882. Thanks to the Dardnut Butchering Company's Valley Spring Lamb, available at WA's best restaurants, hotels, and cafes. We'll see you soon. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.